Hey there. Thanks for joining me today for another episode of Lymphedema Podcast. My name is Betty. I'm a certified lymphedema therapist, passionate lymphedema advocate, mother, and the voice behind Lymphedema Podcast. What began as a small passion project in 2019 to provide answers and explanations to people with the lymphatic disease lymphedema has now reached more than 75 countries. Whether you're a patient, caregiver, medical professional, or someone interested in lymphedema, there's an episode here for you. Every week this season, there will be a new episode to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I made this podcast just for you. Disclaimer, if you feel you have lymphedema but have not been diagnosed, please see your medical professional as this podcast is not a replacement for a diagnosis in person, a treatment in person from your certified lymphedema therapist, or a substitution for your doctor's medical advice. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to today's episode of Lymphedema Podcast. Today's episode is going to be short and sweet, and we are just covering some changes that came out about the four-week trial for pneumatic compression pumps. And as always, with Medicare policies and wording, it's always really pretty hard to understand. So I wanted to come and just kind of give a little bit of the insight that I gained today when looking into this new change. So in the last week or so, it was kind of floating around that Medicare guidelines had removed the requirements that a patient fail a four-week conservative therapy trial. So I'm going to go back, and for anyone who is new to this, I want to kind of explain what the four-week trial is. So in my clinic that I used to work at, whenever we would have a patient be interested in a pump and they were nearing the end of their therapy and they wanted to use this for a home maintenance device, what we would do is we would take our initial evaluation measurements, we would take the measurements from them demoing a pump in clinic, and we would take their measurements after four weeks. And so all of that would go with um, initial evaluation, progress notes, any other uh, documentation that supported the use of that pneumatic compression pump for the house. And we would send that off the billing department would do their thing. We would get a denial letter or we would get an approval letter. And a lot of times what that came down to was the four week trial. And essentially Medicare was wanting to see, hey, this patient is in therapy for this long-term chronic condition. We need to see that this really expensive device is what they need to be able to help them live a healthy life to help them with these symptoms and the side effects of this swelling condition. But if after four weeks, they're better and they're seeing their therapist and they're doing their thing, they'll likely be denied without some very heavy verbiage and some strategic documentation. So what had come out is a change that sounded as if maybe that is what they removed, but what they really removed was more about some wording and the measurements required. So they still maintain that there is a four-week trial of conservative therapy that is required. What they did take out was that there is a requirement for detailed measurements with a reference to specific anatomical landmarks after four weeks. 
And in addition to that little bit that they took out, they also took out the sentence that no significant improvement was required for coverage. I hope you're enjoying listening to this episode so far. I want to jump in and tell you guys that you should be definitely checking out the sponsors who support Lymphedema Podcast. This year, our sponsors are Eros Medical, Play, which is Pediatric Lymphedema Alliance, Medi, and Juzo. Go check out their websites, go check out their Instagrams and their social medias, and find them so that they can help you power through your lymphedema journey. So in some conversations today and doing some research to kind of understand what this really means, I was able to learn that measurements are going to happen. So lymphedema therapist, we are taking our measurements, but maybe that means we're not having to take measurements at every single increment at every specific anatomical landmark. But maybe if we have those primary three points, like maybe the three points that are used for an off the shelf Velcro garment. Okay. Let's say something that's like that or an off the shelf garment of any sort where it's basically If it's upper extremity, it's what, wrist, elbow, and the top of the arm. Or if it's your leg, it's the widest part of your calf, the widest part of your thigh, and your ankle. So maybe it's something like those points. But the significant thing to me personally as a therapist is that they removed the reference of no significant improvement for coverage. So I'm actually pretty happy about this, and you can't see me, but I'm smiling because CDT, when done correctly, it's effective. When the patient and the therapist are on a good timeline, when the patient and the therapist are working well together, and you are seeing those improvements in volume, you're seeing the skin changes, you're going to have an improvement after that four weeks, no matter what. So for them to remove that sentence of no significant improvement, That allows the therapist, the referring physician, to be able to provide additional language and verbiage to say there have been improvements, and these are the improvements, and you can list them. Maybe it's volume. Maybe it's skin care. Maybe it's mobility. Maybe it's decreased infection. There's a whole bunch of things that really are the benefit of CDT and not just having a smaller limb. So just want to clear it up that although it sounded too good to be true, it was, in the end, we still have a four-week requirement for patients who are wanting to get a pneumatic compression pump, and that's a Medicare requirement. But in that, the detailed measurements, a little bit more relaxed, and there is no more requirement to show significant improvement by the definition of what Medicare would deem no significant improvements. And again, you couldn't see me doing my air quotations right there, but that's what I was doing. So I hope that this has been helpful as there is more information coming out and as more individuals and companies are digging into this. And honestly, as patients start getting more feedback from Medicare themselves and their DMEs, then we will have more consistent and better information. So I hope that you enjoyed that little summary. I have really missed you guys. 
I was away for Camp Watch Me for two weeks in July. And before that, I was two weeks away at the ILF conference in Nottingham, UK. So I hope to have some follow-up episodes just to kind of recap you guys on some of the really great, amazing things that are happening in the lymphedema community that are up and coming or in some ways are right under your nose. So I'm looking forward to the last few months of this season with you guys. Please, if you have any ideas, suggestions, any topics you would like for me to dig into in the next few months, please send me an email, lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com, and I would be happy to do some research and do some education, which is really how the whole topic for this episode came about, is I had someone message me and I thought, you know, let me do a little research, and that's honestly what I like to do best. So I hope you guys are having a great day and I'll see you next week for another episode of Lymphedema Podcast. Mother Teresa says, loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema. I hope you enjoyed learning more about our topic today. Remember, if there's a topic you're looking for, the website has a full library of podcasts. Email me with your story if you would like to share, lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode.